When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you are listening to episode 155 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. On this week's show, we are discussing all things related to your eco-friendly laundry routine. Now, the laundry room is the final frontier, so to speak, in terms of eco-friendly options. While the kitchen, for example, overflows with zero-waste swaps and sustainable alternatives, laundry products, or at least laundry products over the last two decades, have remained staunchly anti-environmental. And thanks to the monopolies that CPG companies have, CPGs being consumer product goods companies have on the market, ethical and eco-alternatives to laundry detergent, dryer sheets, and other quote-unquote necessary products are non-existent. There's also another factor at play here, and that is that doing laundry is not at all glamorous, right? If you're like me, you tend to do what you've always done in the laundry room. You buy the same products you've always bought. Perhaps you're buying the products your mom and dad always bought. You are executing your routine in the same way you've always executed it day after day, year after year. And that's because laundry is a mundane, if not the most mundane, household chore. So why waste the mental energy in changing what is working already, right? Well, my hope is that today's episode gives you the knowledge, yes, but more importantly, the excitement to change up that routine, even if your existing routine is currently working. Today's show is split into two parts. In part one, I outline for you the best laundry practices from an environmental standpoint so that you and I can quite literally clean up our laundry routines once and for all. And then in part two, I am bringing you a conversation with Angie and Bernard Tran, the founders behind Kind Laundry Sheets. Kind Laundry is revolutionizing the way we think about laundry detergent And Angie and Bernard come armed to our conversation today with cold, hard facts about both the environmental implications of all those plastic laundry jugs, as well as the chemicals that reside within conventional detergents. So we're going to just jump right into part one today. Let's waste no time. 
in part one, I am suggesting some eco-friendly alternatives or add-ons to your existing routine. And the good news is that when you adopt earth-friendly routines and habits, you will not only reduce your environmental impact, but you'll also likely save money on energy costs in terms of running the washing machine, running the dryer, heating the water, as well as save money on new clothes because when you are environmentally friendly in your washing, you're also going to, as an added benefit, preserve your clothes for the long run. So my first tip for you today is eliminate the non-essential items. If you've ever gone to the supermarket or wherever you buy your laundry supplies and you've looked on the shelves, you've likely seen over the years the products just explode. Not only do we need detergent, but now we need dryer sheets, now we need fabric softener, now we need spot stain removers. The number of products that we supposedly need are endless. Well, when you eliminate the unnecessary products, you're also eliminating unnecessary waste and you're eliminating unnecessary chemicals that will otherwise enter waterways. Fabric softeners and dryer sheets in particular are non-essentials, unless, of course, you live in a real rare area with extremely, and I mean extremely, hard water. If you are in the habit of using fabric softener, replace it with a tablespoon or white vinegar. It will similarly soften your clothes and it will not smell like vinegar, I promise. And if you are in the habit of using dryer sheets, just go ahead and swap those dryer sheets out, which are a single-use item, by the way, with a wool dryer ball. I can guarantee you will not miss the conventional counterparts, which of course make you a lifelong consumer. Because when it runs out, you buy it again. When it runs out, you buy it again. One single wool dryer ball will last for cycles after cycle after cycle, year after year after year. My second tip for you is to pre-treat your stains, but don't do it with a stain stick pen or a or a shout wipe or whatever, you know, the market is selling you, right? When you're pre-treating stains, that's a really great habit to get into because pre-treating stains means you will have to use less energy heating up hot water to clean these stained garments. Treat like stains with like solution. So if you have a greasy stain, let's say, you're going to want to treat it with an oil-based soap. A vegan soap stick might really work well for that. Now, if you have an acid stain, like a coffee stain or a red wine stain or a fruit juice stain, you're going to, according to the principle of like with like, dab that stain with an acid. I recommend white vinegar. So go ahead and pre-treat those stains, but Perhaps don't rely on the conventional products to treat the stain for you. Next up is to capture your microfibers. Studies have shown that microfiber catchers that you insert into the washing machine can really help with microfiber pollution. And by the way, if you have no idea what microfiber pollution is, you should absolutely go check out episode number 112 of this podcast. The episode was titled quote, the nitty gritty behind microplastic pollution. But anyway, according to studies, the Lint LUV-R is a filter that you would connect to the machine's wastewater hose. And that Lint LUV-R filter captures 87% of microfibers in your wash. 
Now, if that sounds too complicated, you have to connect it to the wastewater hose. You could instead invest in a Cora ball or a guppy friend bag. I will link to both of those in the show notes if you are interested. But essentially, that filter and those products are designed to capture the little sheds of plastic that come off your synthetic clothes, sneak through the washing machine, and enter waterways. So tip number three is to capture those microfibers. Tip number four is to use cold water. Now, I have talked about this so many times on the podcast. So many of us are in the habit of using hot water because that's what we've always done, right? But heating water wastes energy, and that's because your water heater, if your water heater is like mine, burns oil to heat the water. Now, according to a recent study, heating hot water for showers and laundry and washing dishes eats up a quarter of the energy used worldwide. I will link to that study on this week's show notes if you'd like to learn more. Cold water, washing your clothes in cold water works just as well as washing your clothes in hot water with the exception of dirty laundry sheets, especially if you've been sick, your sheets may potentially have some lingering virus or bacteria on them. You're going to want to use hot water for those. And in my own life, I wash towels, clothes, everything in cold water. But that once a week when I change the sheets, I do use hot water for the sheets. Next up is to air dry your clothes. This is a no-brainer, but it's one that so many of us just neglect, right? Because hanging clothes takes time, and so many of us have so little time. The biggest way to eco-friendlyify your laundry routine is to get in the habit of hanging your clothes. And that's because clothes dryers are gigantic energy hogs. And using the dryer also, by the way, wears out your clothes faster, which means they'll be headed to the landfill sooner, which means you'll have to buy more sooner. If you have an outdoor clothesline, go ahead and use that or put a drying rack next to your washing machine. Now, this is not an all or nothing proposition either, right? You could perhaps, if you dry everything, commit to hang drying one load a week as a start. For me in my life, I hang up absolutely everything, all the clothes, all the sheets. But because my family and I hate, (laughs) and I mean hate, crunchy towels, we still dry the towels once a week. So I'm running my dryer one time a week, and that's for the towels. Now, if you love your dryer and you're never going to ever give it up, My suggestion to you is to dry your towels and your other heavier items separately from the lightweight ones because doing so will speed up the drying time. My next tip for you is to wash your clothes less often. We believe that if we wear something, we then have to wash it. But I am of the opinion that most of us harbor this view because the laundry detergent companies have pushed it on us right? Like if we wash more, we use more detergent. Perhaps the solution isn't to wash more and waste more water and waste more energy and waste more detergent. Perhaps the answer is to be conscious about how often and when we are actually washing these clothes. So we can wear something for a couple hours and it's not necessarily worthy of a wash. 
I think we all know and we can all tell when something is dirty and needs to be washed versus something that could be worn again. People who are much smarter than me argue that unless a clothing item is stained or unless it is smelly, (laughs) the clothing item that in question can be worn again. Now, of course, when you wash your clothes less, you extend their lives because washing and especially drying in the dryer wears them out faster. Now, when you are washing, use less detergent because if you're using only what you need, you're going to have to buy less detergent in the long run. You're putting fewer chemicals into the waterway. You're, you know, you're saving money. You're helping the environment. You don't need as much detergent as perhaps is marketed to you, especially if you are still buying the detergent in the big plastic jugs. The dosing cup, the cap to the jug is so much bigger than is necessary for the average load of laundry. Use less detergent, save some money, save the planet, save your clothes in the long run. I have two tips left for you. The second to last tip, the penultimate tip here, is to be smart when you're shopping. It's always a great idea to invest in natural fibers for not just your clothes, but also for your bedding and also for your towels. Natural fibers being organic cotton, that's a big one in both the towels and the bedding. For clothes, think about that organic cotton or the linen or the hemp or the wool to because doing so prevents microfiber shedding. It tends to be easier to care for and it tends to last longer. Now, two more quick tips for you is if you wear a lot of makeup, you might not want to perhaps buy the white towels. You might want to instead invest in the darker color towels because makeup can stain towels. And then if you, you know, are a sweaty person, (laughs) if you sweat a lot, maybe you're going to buy less light colored clothes. You're not going to buy the white sheets. You're going to buy the darker options on the market. Now, my final tip for you when it comes to making our laundry routines more eco-friendly is to choose an eco-friendly laundry detergent. They are on the market. (laughs) There's a few of them now. And it's all about just choosing the one that's right for you. Here to discuss eco-friendly laundry detergents, why you should switch and how to do it is Angie and Bernard Tran, the founders of Kind Laundry. Enjoy our interview. Angie and Bernard, I want to thank you both so much for coming on the show today. I am ridiculously excited to talk to you about all the problems associated with plastics in our most beloved products. Tell my listeners who you both are and what you do and how you found yourself starting Kind Laundry. Sure. So as you know, I'm one of the founders, and the other founder is my life and business partner, his name is Bernard. Um, we started our journey working together four years ago when we ran a healthy fast food restaurant. That's when we became more health conscious through our interaction with our staff and our customers, talking about the benefits of real whole foods. But when you're running a small restaurant, you you don't realize how much waste, unnecessary waste you go through every single day. And we were actually in the middle of opening our second location too. And this is when we start to realize like how much waste in general we as humanity create 
on a daily basis and, um, and how much it impacts our plan on a larger scale. And so along with our health journey, we also started our sustainable living journey as well. I, I think it really stemmed from there. And then we, we kind of look back in our personal life as well to, to see what can we do to help with sustainability. And, you know, we started going more plastic free, a uh, lot more reusable products in our home. Uh, and really just minimizing our life, lifestyle in general. So that really motivated us to to start Kind Laundry. In the beginning, we were kind of looking at every part of our home and, and we saw that there's some sort of sustainable or reusable products in every single part of the house. But for some reason, inside the laundry room, there doesn't seem to be that. <laughs> and and we thought, wow, like people have been doing laundry like this for nearly past a hundred years now and nothing's been changed. Right. And, and there's no advancement there. Uh, and that's where we see an opportunity for a more sustainable product that people should have access to in their laundry room. I find your answers really interesting because it sounds like you both came to care about sustainability and sustainable issues through your restaurant business. That's really interesting to me because I talk a lot on this podcast about how I came to sustainability through my minimalist journey when I was standing over a pile of stuff and I wondered, where is this all going to go? This is all going to become trash and head to the landfill. So it's interesting to me that we all, all three of us came to the same place via different routes. Bernard, you mentioned something really interesting, which was that the laundry room has a lot of problems when you look at that room or that area of your home through the lens of sustainability. Let's go back to the plastic problem. Why, in your opinions, is the vast majority, not just in the laundry room, but in every room of the home, why are the vast majority of consumer goods packaged in plastic? Yeah, we just feel like with, with companies, obviously, that's the lowest cost and lowest entry for uh, a product to be packaged. And it's been you know around for decades now. That uh, So it's, it's very accessible to com- for companies to do that. And again, it's just the easiest way. But, you know, as we're educating ourselves, just growing up as people over the years and really researching and watching now, you know, with Netflix coming up with so many documentaries, it's an eye opener to, to see what problems we've created over the past, you know, so many years. And for us, we just think that this plastic problem, it's an environmental crisis uh, and something needs to be done to it. And to add on to Bernard, when he mentioned, you know, the laundry industry is quite boring. <laughs> People don't really think about it. They just kind of do it. And yeah, it has been dominated by really big, large CBG companies that have massive distribution channels and resources. And because they have that network where they pretty much own the shelves in these grocery stores, they just pretty much continue to sell the same laundry detergent, but just packaged differently with you know, different marketing angles. But essentially, the foundation, the formulation is the same with an added ingredient that's not even a non like a cleansing agent, which we can talk about later on. So I think it comes down to like Bernard mentioned again, convenience and also education. And pretty much a lot of the companies that are smaller just don't have the budget and resources to compete with these big companies in this space because it can be very expensive. But you know, in the last decade, I would say with e-commerce and the internet becoming more popular. 
for instance, Amazon, more and more people are buying their toilet paper and, you know, basic essentials for home online is more convenient, especially if you have Prime. And, um, and a lot of prefer to shop at sustainable local shops too, to support um, local businesses. And that's when we kind of see the opportunity for small brands like us to come into the marketplace and offer a product that people are looking for, but they don't know they're looking for, if that makes sense. <laughs> mm. Well, the two of you combined gave such a robust answer, and there's so many things I want to unpack there. But the first thing I really want to hone in on is, Angie, you mentioned CPG companies, consumer packaged good companies. So we're going to talk a lot more about CPG companies after a quick word from this week's sponsor. This week's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are nine months into a global pandemic and the holidays are just around the corner, so it is no surprise that my stress levels have skyrocketed. That's why I chose BetterHelp for support. BetterHelp assessed my needs and matched me with a licensed professional therapist. From my first session, I could tell my counselor's priority was helping me cope with the demands of motherhood, pandemics, and everything in between. I love that our meetings are done via phone or video, so taking care of me fits within my busy life, and I never have to hire a babysitter or sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. The best part? BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com forward slash minimal. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health by visiting betterhelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash minimal. And we're back. Angie, before the break, you had mentioned... CPG companies, consumer packaged good companies. For anybody listening who has never heard that term, doesn't know what a CPG company is, can you define that for us? Sure. A CPG company or consumer packaged company is pretty much a company that owns multiple brands underneath their umbrella. So I'm not going to name the brands, but if you go to a grocery store, everything that you need to see on the shelves or the majority of the brands you see on the shelves it could be owned by a select few large corporations. And within their corporation, they have multiple brands. The way they work is all about scale. So how do we create products on a scalable level where it's efficient and it maximizes profit? So you may not necessarily get the best quality product, but it's the most efficient product for the company to produce. I'm wondering, you know, you didn't want to name names. I will go ahead and do it because it's my show and I can <laughs> do what I want. But <laughs> I believe that the CPG behind Tide laundry detergent would be Procter & Gamble. I'm wondering, though, how does the fossil fuels industry play into the production of the plastic that goes into packaging all these products? Do you have any insight into that? We don't know the exact numbers, but we know that close to 1 billion plastic jugs gets discarded into landfills and oceans in the U.S. alone. A lot of these formulation is petroleum-based as well. So being able to have 
keeping access to these products that we don't know what happens after we cycle them and we use the actual product, it really does impact the environment. They're not going to obviously tell us about the impact of the product on the environment, but we just also weren't educated about it too. Yeah, it's um, sad to read news headlines that say that despite all we know about the problems associated with plastic, the pollution of you know, not just our streets and rivers, but also our oceans and our beaches, uh, microplastics in found in the guts of animals and humans. It's it's frustrating for me personally to read headlines that say that despite all that information, plastic production is set to increase in the next 10 years. It defies logic, right? And Kind Laundry absolutely satisfies that plastic problem. But before we even talk about the problems you're solving, I want to kind of switch gears and talk about the ingredients in laundry detergent. You had alluded to some questionable ingredients. Back in the day, laundry detergent was made from animal soap. It's very simple, basic ingredients. But now when you go to grocery stores, um, traditional laundry detergents can have up to or more than 25 potentially harmful ingredients in it mostly petroleum-based, which is not biodegradable. A lot of these ingredients are actually mostly water, especially if you buy the liquid version. It's like 90% water, and the rest are active ingredients. And these surfactants serve as a carrier for a bunch of ingredients they put into it. I brought this up because if you really take a look at the back of the ingredient list, which is not on the detergent bottle, by the way, so I'm not sure if you noticed this, but if you look at the back of your plastic jug, they don't list it there. And that's because it's actually not uh, mandatory to list out your ingredients on detergents. So most companies don't do it. <laughs> a lot of them actually have a website where they can link to whatever the website is, where you can find the ingredients. But most average buyers and consumers don't have the time to do that, and they won't do that anyways. And so that's how they hide their ingredients. And... Pretty much what's in these formulations are dyes, optical brighteners, thickeners, and fragrance. So they comprise of mostly of these carriers or other ingredients that are non-cleansing agent. And the reason why they do it is because, for instance, dyes, they want to make the solution look either greener or bluer because when it comes to marketing, subconsciously people think like a bluer color or green color, it's quote unquote cleaner. Optical brighteners and UV brighteners enhances the blue light of the liquid. So it minimizes the amount of yellow light to make things appear whiter. So again, it appears whiter, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's cleaner. Thickeners, for instance, make the liquid detergent look gooier and also foam. So when you put a bit of the, the, the detergent into the washing machine, you see it kind of foam up. You have this like illusion that is actually cleaning better as well. And then fragrance, fragrance is a big thing because fragrance is known as a trade secret. So companies can pack other ingredients under this label and hide other ingredients within it. So we actually don't know what's considered what's in fragrance. It could be other toxic chemicals that we're not aware of. It sounds to me like what you're saying is so many of the ingredients in traditional detergents are just smoke and mirrors, make things appear whiter make the detergent foamier, but that doesn't necessarily equate to the cleanliness of the clothes, right? 
you know, the average consumer, whether they are shopping with eco-friendly ideals in mind or not, we go to the same stores, we stop at the same aisle and pick up the same product off the shelf year after year, decade after decade, because we think it does a great job. And I know personally, when I switched from a fragrancy detergent to a fragrance-free one, that was a adjustment. I had grown up for decades using a fragrance detergent. It almost felt like something was missing. It almost seemed as though perhaps my clothes like weren't clean enough. I know that makes no sense, but at the time, <laughs> that's how it felt. So I guess I'm wondering, what is it like to compete in this market of well-known brands that anybody could, you know, name off their top of their head. What is it like to be a new laundry detergent that's not blue, that's not foamy, that doesn't come in plastic? How are you even competing? Sure, yeah. And 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 I kind of want to just tag on to what you just said. You know, I and and I kind of always like to compare this to to eating food, right? With washing clothes, you're you're doing laundry, you're doing it from the day you were born to the day you die, right? You're doing laundry all your life. Uh, same with food, you're eating, right? All your life. So with eating, it's kind of like you have, you eat to get full, right? And there are so many ways to get full, right? You can either have your fast food or a healthier option. And to us, when we want to make that comparison is like, you know, there are a lot of products out there that just does that, just gets you full or just does the cleaning job. But then there are other more effective ways, you know, and that's where we want to introduce kind laundry is that more effective way of cleaning without putting in all these surfactants and quote unquote filler ingredients in there that can, in the long term, you know, that's harm to your health as well. Yes, because traditional detergents, although they, they can clean and some of them do clean very well. The long-term effects that it can leave chemical residues that linger on the skin, your clothes environmental environment, like the surrounding water system, um, the chemical that goes into the waterways can poison the aquatic life as well and create more organisms and algae that kills marine animals in the oceans. So although it does clean, we don't think about the impact or the long-term impact it does on the planet in general. Whereas something like a cleaner product or more eco-friendly product does not have any of that. Mm. Yeah, I know that, correct me if I'm wrong, but Kind Laundry Detergent has just four ingredients. I would love to see a study that outlines the effects of all those surfactants in the water supply, what it is doing to water quality. But yes, I would love to pivot and talk a little bit about Kind Laundry. You had so generously sent me a sample and I just finished my box. I'm very sad about it. What are you hoping to accomplish with Kind Laundry? Right. So, you know, to your previous question, it is it is a tough space for us to, um, I guess, compete in. Uh, because I, I think I mentioned in, a, in in the very beginning is this whole laundry t- tradition has pretty much not changed since you know 100 years ago, and it has been in, introduced by you know the big companies like Tide, and ever since then that that's just the household name for it. So to break people out of that tradition uh, is one of our biggest challenge. Now as a company we can speak to practically anyone in this world because everybody does laundry. 
But we really chose to speak to people that cares about the environment that are currently on a zero waste journey or a minimalist lifestyle journey. And the way we see Kind Laundry is that here to assist that journey and to continue to work towards that goal. You know, as a company, we believe in building out our core audience first, then, you know, kind of five, 10 years down the line, then if more people adopt to it, that's great. But first and foremost, obviously, we want to play in this eco-friendly space first. Hmm. Well, I have to address the elephant in the room, (laughs) which is that there are eco-friendly laundry detergents emerging. I would love to distinguish Kind Laundry from other eco-friendly detergents on the market because at the beginning of this episode and this discussion, we had talked about how, you know, the laundry room is kind of the last frontier in terms of sustainable options coming on the market, but there are some. And the big one is drops detergent. I have said on the podcast in prior episodes that I really do love drops. So distinguish kind laundry from drops for us. What does kind laundry offer or perhaps doesn't offer that drops does? I believe, well, I'm not very familiar with drops too much, but I've definitely seen what they sell. I believe their product is like a pod format, right? Or um, a powder tablet format. It's a pod. It's a liquid pod. Yeah. So depending on people's preference, but a pod can be very highly concentrated. I'm not sure what's in the ingredients. It's not very convenient to travel with. And normally you don't want children to be thinking it's candy and eating it as well. So There are those two. I think it's great what they're doing because if it's much cleaner formulation, I mean, it's really hard to have a perfect, super clean formulation, but it's much cleaner than traditional detergents. That's great. And I believe their packaging is also zero waste, which is great too. So again, we don't see drops or any other companies out there. Um, They're doing something similar as us as competition or necessarily better. It's just depends on the person's preference and what they prefer. And a lot of our customers, when they told us that they love Kind Laundry and they came from other very similar brands, they just love the size of our product, um, the convenience, convenience of it, the fact that sheet form, so it's pre-measured and that they're, they can in, um, introduce laundry to their family a lot earlier and have their kids help them with laundry because it's just easy to throw in. If they do travel, just really easy to slip it in their bag as well. Yes. So many things you said there are absolutely accurate for my own personal life. (laughs) I loved that your detergent comes in a sheet form. It's so much more accessible to me in a sheet form as opposed to a pod personally, because if a pod gets even a little bit wet, then they all fuse together and then the whole fused conglomeration is unusable. So I really loved the sheet form. I could just stick them in a bag and go. But I also think too that more eco-friendly options on the market are just a great thing in general for consumers, right? We're talking about a product that has traditionally not had sustainable options. So more options for consumers are always a good thing. Yeah. We're here with a bigger mission in mind. The the bigger mission is to really help people 
transition their sustainable lifestyle to find products that can replace what they're currently using. And it's really hard for just one small company to do that, to have massive change. So if more and more companies are coming out to educate customers, build communities to to share tips and tricks and just educate the customers about it, it, it makes it easier for us to kind of not sell the product, but at least show them that there are alternatives out there that can replace whatever they're, they're used to right now. Hmm. Well, that brings me to perhaps my most pressing question. And Bernard, I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) Uh, Sorry in advance. But what would you say to a listener who's listening right now and who has used the same brand from the supermarket for decades and is happy with that brand and is perhaps a little bit reluctant to switch? What would you say to that person to convince them to perhaps try something new? Yeah, I mean, despite if they're still not convinced with the environmental impact (laughs) that plastic jugs have, perhaps look at the benefits of using detergent sheets. A majority of our customers, actually, uh, they're millennials with a young family, and they want to introduce laundry to their children to start at a young age and to become, uh, make it a family activity. And Kind Laundry would make it easy for that being, you know, the products are lightweight. Uh, the kids can easily handle it. There's no measuring involved. You don't have to deal with spills, messes. So just even as a day-to-day lifestyle, it just makes laundry less daunting to do and just makes it a little bit easier. And then uh, a large part of our customers as well, they're empty nesters. So uh, perhaps, you know, handling these heavy detergent jugs are not as easy for them. A third factor could be, you know, anybody that's living in a, in a city, in a core, uh, and they don't have access to a car, often, you know, buying that detergent bottle requires some planning, especially if they live like high up in the condo. And that makes kind laundry very easy as well, you know, easily slips into, you know, your grocery bag. But for us, first and foremost, you know, our goal really is to eliminate, elim- eliminate sorry, those plastic jugs uh, that's going to go into our landfills and oceans. Another great thing about the sheet form is that you can also, even though they're pre-measured, you can also tear them too to hand wash your delicate items like lingerie, baby cloth, and cloth diapers. We actually have a lot of customers who share their their laundry journey with us on Instagram. It's a really good idea. One of them actually was washing her face mask and in her Insta story, she's talking about how she loves that she can tear them apart and wash her face mask and her family's face mask whenever she wants and not feel like she is wasting a lot of energy, um, like electricity energy from the washing machine. And she also loved the fact that the formulation was much cleaner so that she's not inhaling like a very strong scent and inhaling all the toxic chemicals that normally come in traditional detergent sheets as well. I know that Kind Laundry has had a really successful launch. I noticed on Instagram that you sold out. So my final question to you is, are Kind Laundry sheets available for listeners who are interested in purchasing? And if so, where on earth can they find them? Are they at the supermarket or or not? Yeah, so you can definitely find us on our website at kindlaundry.com. And I just want to circle back to to your point is like, you know, how do we tackle on, you know, these big CPG companies, even though it's it's such a daunting uh, journey for us. 
But uh, when we first ordered our inventory in, we anticipated that it's going to take us maybe six months to, to you know, sell them all. But we were very surprised by the overwhelming positive response that we were getting that we just, you know, it blew our mind that we sold out in the first month. So it is giving us a lot of hope <laughs> that people are really buying into this zero waste lifestyle now. And that gives us a lot of encouragement that, you know, we, sh- we should keep pushing forward. And now there's more retailers as well that's picking us up. So we are working with more and more retailers. Right now we're in about 60 retailers. Uh, you can find that in our stockists on our website. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be introducing that more and more uh, retailers as well. You brought up a really important point, which is that eco-friendly living can seem very daunting when you look at all the problems that need to be solved. But collectively, consumers have such a gigantic and oversized importance. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insight. I have learned a lot, especially about CPGs. And I wish you both the best of luck. Thanks for having us, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I so hope you enjoyed that interview with Angie and Bernard Tran from Kind Laundry. I have linked to everything we talked about in this week's show notes, as well as a link to Kind Laundry at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 155. Now, really quick before we say goodbye, one quick housekeeping issue. I want to thank you to all of you who reached out and offered to be featured in 2021's Real Life Sustainable Minimalist series airing on this podcast in January. I was actually, to be honest, quite surprised that I heard from so many of you. Surprised, but appreciative and excited. I have two spots left. So if you are interested in chatting with me about your journey towards sustainable minimalism, It's not so much of an interview. It's more of a friendly conversation. If you want to talk to me and just so happen to have it recorded and broadcast, please let me know as soon as possible by emailing me. I have put my email in this week's show notes for you. On next week's show, we are discussing all things related to eco-madness. If you are listening to this episode at or near release date, I want to wish you a very happy holidays. Stay home, stay healthy, and take care, my friends.